Welcome everyone to our second Quartet live session. Uh, we're super happy to, to be back here again. And today we will be talking about purpose and purpose, uh, how that purpose affects in companies. And, and yeah, we are super happy. We're super happy to be, to be sharing this and, and to have you in, in the audience. And please ask us whatever you, you want to know, because we know that purpose is a buzzword. We'll talk about this in a, in a bit. And, and we know that all, all of us wants to know more about purpose, how we can implement it in our companies, and even how we can implement it in our life. But, I, but it seems like nobody knows really how to implement it. We know that it's important, but how we bring that into our reality is the most uh, tricky part, I'll say. But uh, I feel super lucky to, have, to be having this conversation because both uh, Alex and Mickey, that I'll, I'll introduce you now, uh, they've been implementing purpose in their own companies and they've been working hard in, in order to uh, be a purpose-driven company. So uh, before we start, I'm going to introduce a little bit Alex. Uh, Alex is the director of purpose and culture and strategy at GB Foods. And, and he has a lot of experience. And I, we call them the purpose man because I think that he's one of the person that's been reading the most about purpose. He has like a, a huge library. So if you want to know more about uh, resources, about purpose and stuff like this, I'll suggest you to, to reach out to Alex. And also we have Mikel Artero, that he's the senior director of culture and people experience at the African Leadership Group. And also he has been implementing uh, the purpose there and also like missions and well, he will, he will explain us about how they've been implementing this. And myself, uh, obviously, that I've been, I take their purpose and I, I help it com communicate to the employees and to the potential employees in order to attract talent that is uh, engaged with that purpose. So today our goal is uh, to learn how to make uh, the corporate purpose or like the, the, pur the purpose of our company matter to all employees and how to make that a reality. And, and, and I like to have like the why conversation and also the how. Okay, step by step, you know that we want, with these conversations, we want to be as practical as we can. So, as I said, like, before we start, like, we will be covering these topics, and I hope, like, you participate in, in the comments as well. And I want to introduce a little bit our framework to understand why we talk about this and what will be the, the following conversations. So, as you know, like, we introduced the, this, this framework, the Quadrat Framework, in the last in the last session, in the first session, actually, and and the idea is to go step by step, one session for each step of our of our, our own framework, um, in order to deep dive and, and to um, see how we can and work. The idea is to go step so, by step, one session for I'm, each I'm step of our, our own framework. <laughs> if you can, yeah, fantastic. So uh, the idea is like today to talk about the first step. The, in the owner's discovery to talk about like how to get purpose, how to define our purpose and to define our meaning and why we exist as a company. And then there are different, uh, and then we, then the following sessions will be uh, for covering the, the next steps. But the first one is like why, why we exist as a company. And we'll be talking about, about this. And and yeah, and maybe like to introduce the topic and, and also like I want to hear your opinions and I let you Talk as well, Mickey and Alex. I will. I would like to throw you the question of, okay, what what company do you think has uh, a better purpose or or live better their own purpose? And and I, I 
I'll make you choose between Nike in one side or Patagonia in the other side. And and to the people who's listening to us, I'll suggest like if you know companies that they leave their purpose, if you can write it on the chat or on LinkedIn, and so we can like also uh, comment that or, or discover new companies. So who wants to take the question? Maybe Alex or Mickey. Who who do you think has uh, lived better or live in a better way their own purpose? Nike or Patagonia? I, I can take the. Oh. Imagine I jump ahead of purpose, man, and I go and, and answer the question. No, no, please, Alex. <laughs> Excellent. No, no, I think that's that's a very interesting question, and I think it, it puts into the spotlight uh, oh, into the spotlight one of the things that sometimes people or even organizations get mixed up when when we talk about purpose. I think there's two elements of of purpose when when we talk about it. One is having a purpose, and the other one is acting with purpose. So in essence, we, we can talk about Nike, for example. Nike is a company that we can say they have a very strong purpose, right? Which I think is something around inspire and innovate for every athlete in the world. And they do this very well. This is, you know, their mission, the way they want to, you know, help the world be a better place. And they do this extremely well. You know, you watch one of these Nike advertisement videos, you see the athletes that, you know, are Nike sponsors. And they want to, you, you, you see that and you want to play sports, right? They inspire you hugely. And also they innovate, you know, the gear that Nike prepares, the, the footwear and any mm -hmm. other type of gear, it's huge. It's on, it's on the front line of innovation, right, of technology. So it's a company that has a purpose, right? On the other, on the other hand, Patagonia also has a purpose, but I think it's more famous for acting with purpose, right? Acting with purpose, understanding, companies that actually do good, right? So Patagonia is a clear example of a company that takes into consideration the well-being of their employees, takes into consideration in an amazingly well, in an amazing way, how they impact the planet through the production of their t-shirts and any other gear. So it's very, very important to understand the difference between having a purpose, a lot of companies have a purpose, and a lot of companies, you know, act with purpose. Nike, for example, is probably not the best one or, Recently, they, has, they don't have the best reputation for acting with purpose for some things that happened in the past, right? Okay. And yeah. so which one do you choose? Or you cannot be choosing between Nike or Patagonia because uh, both they leave the purpose? Or what do you think, Alex? If you have to pick one, what is for you? What do you look after more, like Nike or Patagonia? What do you want to resemble more when you look for inspiration? I, I think it's a difficult... A very difficult comparison. I think both of them have a, let's say, a source of value for the world in terms of, you know, I think our world needs companies like Nike. They inspire us to do more, to achieve better, to even question or challenge the status quo. But at the end, also, we need companies like Patagonia that, in a, in a way or another, challenge the big giants in terms of there's a better way to consume, there's a better way to understand the world. No? So I do understand that, I do feel that both companies have a, let's say, a, a strong reason to be in, in, in this world and, and without them, and I think that's one of the big questions that everybody needs to ask themselves, without them, the world to me would be a worse place. So imagine a world without mm -hmm. Nike or imagine a world without Patagonia. I think the world would be a little, a little worse. Whereas you think about other companies and you say, okay, if this company disappears and I'm gonna not going to name any, but if this company disappears, nothing will happen, right? And even the world can, can be a better place. Fantastic. And, and what do you think, Miki? 
Yeah, not much more to add, but um, I'm, I'm just going to encourage um, people to read the two books, probably, by the two founders. And there's the one by, by Phil Knight, uh, Shoe Dog, and then there's the one by y Yvonne Chouillard, I think it's pronounced, uh, the founder of Patagonia, Let My People Go Surfing. And uh, I, I strongly encourage people to, to go through bo both books. Uh, it's, it's great inspiration that you can drive from both. And then you decide. Uh, I think that they, they both did great things, like Alex, Alex was saying. Um, in my personal opinion, I was really impressed by the story of Patagonia because it's the first time that I see a company that has a purpose that it's kind of like larger than itself, not because of the impact that it wants to have on the end consumers, consumers, but also like it wants to have an impact on the other players of the industry, of the clothing industry, apparel industry. And it, it, in the book, it, the founder tells you like our purpose is to change um, the way our industry operates and because our industry is accountable for, I think it was around 25% of, of the CO2 emissions in the planet. And, and their purpose is actually to inspire other companies to go on and do the same, even Nike, you know? So um, that was really, really impressive by, by Patagonia. But of course, both books, both companies, both stories, both purpose are really, really impressive. Fantastic. So the answer that we wanted to um, answer today, and it's the main topic of, of this conversation, is how does a part, like Alex already answered uh, this, this question, you know, like the two difference about, uh, about companies who has a purpose, like the companies that have a purpose and the companies that act on their purpose. So um, how, uh, now it's like, okay, we know the, the definition of it. So how we can start, like how do we, how do we know if our company have a purpose? So taking a little bit what, what we discussed, um, I, I want to challenge the way we, and again, I'm staying at a very high level and then we can, we can dig deeper, but imagine that we would define companies, like how do we define a company, right? Um, imagine that we would define companies as communities of people that together solve a problem without creating additional problems. I think that that's the perfect definition of a company that has an acts with a purpose. I think that the part the old paradigm of, for example, I don't know, let's put Facebook on the spotlight. You know, my purpose is to communicate with uh, or to make sure the world communicates in a better way. But by doing so, they've created so many side problems, right? All the problem with the fake news, all the problem with the addiction of the teams to the social platform. So I think this paradigm is no longer valid. It's not okay to solve a problem and create other problems at the same time. Mm -hmm. Similarly applies for Amazon. Oh yeah, they've done great things, but at the same time, there's a lot of discussion on how they treat the employees and all this stuff, no? So I think a company that's fully, fully, fully purpose-driven would act on the two things. They would understand how they add value to society. And here we have a massive amount of, of examples. Disney, you know, it's all about, it's all about happiness. Thap was also, you know, Thap was the American clothing mm -hmm. um, um, e-commerce company. It's also about delivering happiness. So figure out what, why you should exist, right? What problem are you solving for your consumers? So Facebook is about communication. You know, Microsoft is about helping, um, empowering people and organizations to achieve more. Figure out what is that need that you're solving, and then we can discuss how you can do that. And the second thing is try to understand what are the side effects for, of your business, right? What problems are you creating along the way? 
So, for example, if you're in the fashion industry, you're probably creating a lot of pollution, mm -hmm. right? So try to solve those problems also. So I would understand that to have a, a fully purpose-driven company, you need to have a lot of clarity on the two sides of the story. Okay. And, and because it's possible no, to create a company and not having bad side effects? I think 100% no. It's very, I mean, even I think um, quoting Mickey, Mickey's reference to the Patagonia CEO book, right? Um, even he understands that by every T-shirt that they produce, they will create a little bit of pollution, right? But I think there's so much you can do to minimize those side effects. Let's put, for example, the example of McKinsey. I used to work at McKinsey, right? So McKinsey, yeah, they, they solve all these problems for companies. They drive a lot of impact. They drive a revolution in the way, you know, you manage companies but they're burning out a huge amount of young employees doing so. So the question to, to companies like that is, can you do a little better there? You know, can you solve the same problem without burning out your employees? And I think that applies to a lot of companies, right? Yeah. We need to look at the, at the consequences or the effects that we have over our employees, over the planet, over the different aspects of the business. Okay. And now before we dive in and as I ask you the how we do it, I wanted to ask you, maybe, Miki, you can answer first. Uh, why do you think purpose, and I don't know, maybe it's my, my vision of it, suddenly has become more and more important and, and, and the, the, in the last year I've been listening more and more talking about it uh, in, different, in different areas, like people is talking about the purpose of the companies and stuff. Why do you think is that? Or if you notice that as well? Yeah, maybe. And I don't have the exact answer here, but it's through that... Um, as 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 society, I think that we we are at the point right now where we like you know our parents, our grandparents were solving other other problems. No, I, maybe our grandparents were in the civil war, and then our our parents were born in a situation where everything was kind of poor, and you know people were striving for having some security, having some safety, and to go by the days. And I think that that was their you know particular purpose or way to see looking at purpose. No, and I think that our generation has that covered. Um, in a way, and once you have the first step covered, you, you want to go to the next one. No? And I think that self-actualization and, and leaving an impact in society and feeling fulfilled by, by making an impact, I think that that's the trend that, uh, that we probably are seeing in, the, in millennials and then Generation Z as well. And, and I think that's one of the reasons, and it's, it's true that when you look for a job, um, you, find yourself, um, you find yourself looking for more things looking for stuff beyond the, the salary, beyond the conditions. And um, and since now, uh, the power shifted a little bit from the employers to the, to the people, to the employees in a way. If people are searching for that, I think that companies need to adapt a little bit. No? So um, I think that that's one, one of the reasons why companies are, are becoming a bit more purpose-driven. But it's not the only one. Uh, because I think that when you're purpose-driven, there's a lot of side effects um, that, that enable you to actually uh, go further, no? because actually not just attracting the right people, but actually um, giving the, empowering them to solving great problems and connecting them to great purposes is what's keep, what keeps them motivated on the day-to-day. -day. And when you have somebody who's motivated on a day-to-day, and who feels self-actualized because he, feels, he or she feels important, um, then productivity and performance rises, and then you as a group reach, reach beyond or reach further than, than you could without that clear signal or that clear purpose. 
So that could be one of one of the reasons why. Yeah, like, I think what you mentioned about like the, I would say more than millennials because I think millennials we we've been in the in the middle of this change and maybe Gen Z. Like today, I was I was reading an article that was saying like Gen Z people is super used to play video games that they see work as a, a video game that they have to go make an impact or pass a mission or, or like because you have missions and so and and that maybe we can go and I'll, I'll feel free to answer as well like about this but what will be like the difference of purpose or mission or vision because sometimes i get asked about this like yeah tony but we have mission and vision is the same as purpose no so uh, and the missions that we will talk is something different so what is alex maybe your vision about like is vision the same as purpose or is and what is mission then uh, uh what is like there are just a buzzwords is everything the same no alex before yes. before you step in because now when you say video game you touch something that for, for me is really important around around why people are motivated <laughs> to do work and, and okay they say that you can activate two systems in a person the fear system where i'm protecting like there's a lion uh, i'm pro getting protected to not be eaten and then there's the seeking system where I'm exploring. I'm finding new places to new ways to hunt a mammoth or new places where I can um, search for blueberries. So I'm seeking. I have this curiosity system open and I'm searching. And when that happens and um, it's tested scientifically, there's a hit of dopamine where you could keep on doing that activity for long hours, very long periods of time. And you don't even realize it. Time just kind of like stops functioning in the same way that it normally does. So to replicate that in a company is actually you leveraging some of the things from video games. War of Warcraft or some of these other video games that are so addictive is because they, they set up a stage, they give you a very clear purpose of, or goal, and they give you a role in it. They tell you, these are your superpowers, and with these superpowers of your personage or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it, go help the team achieve that goal. And then people go into this, they forget about the fear system and they go into the seeking mode with, filled with curiosity and they could be doing that for hours. So I just wanted to, before, sorry, I got you, uh, Alex. No, there, no, no, no. Express in those lines. Learnings. Yeah, yeah, no, in those lines, I think um, I, I was reflecting um, last week. I think uh, an employee can work basically on, 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 three, on three mindsets. One of them is for him or herself, which I think is fear. You know, I want to generate money, I want to generate power. So it, it's pretty much ego talking. I work for me and my role, I don't care about the company as long as they promote me, as long as I get more power, as long as I make more money. And I think a lot of us uh, at a certain point of our lives are, are trapped here. The second one, which I think is, is equally bad, is when they work for their bosses. So you stop questioning <laughs> what's important for your clients, for your consumers, for society. But it's like, okay, what does my boss want? Um, and I think that's equally equally bad. And the third one, I think, is what you said, right? When you trigger the curiosity of the employee and you, and you try to solve something that is bigger than yourself. So you leverage the company as a platform to create an impact to society, right? And, and I think that's the beauty of it. And I think what, that's where purpose also plays, a, well, as you said, no, a huge role. Because to, to have a company that functions on these parameters, I mean, where each employee contributes to a bigger thing, the first thing you need to do is, you know, help the employee figure out where are we going, which is the, which is the purpose, and then let in a way in a creative way the employee to find a way for them to get there as mickey was saying you know that they have an important role in there and that's obviously very far away from micromanaging them and telling them hey you need to do this and that no it's just showing the north star that sometimes is called during um on, when we talk about purpose okay and um, no i i really love and also like i see on linkedin people reacting that they really love the metaphor because it's true that that probably is 
how we make people uh, live that purpose that I want to touch on that a, a bit later, because the same when you make it, or you were like explain to employees this, in my part, that is like the inbound recruiting. I try when I teach companies, uh, I try to teach them to write job offers in this way. Like, hey, explain, explain this in this way, because if I read the job offer and I find it boring, imagine like uh, working there, you know, like I have to be super engaged when I read the job offer and I want to wish like to play that game that is working in your company. So I, I really love the metaphor and we can keep it. But but first, I, I would love, I would love, and, and I see like the, we have like some some questions, and I'll, I'll I'll go for them in a bit. But I wanted to I wanted to like answer this question because it's a question like what's the difference between purpose, mission, and vision? If we have like a a, a proper answer for that. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> like let, let's be very honest and very clear. Um, I think nobody after forty or fifty years of of management ever understood the difference between mission and vision. Nobody, ever. It's impossible. Like, yeah, mission is where you want to go and vision is how you go. I don't know. And I think nobody knows. And you, you you search online and you get different answers, different opinions. It was never clear. And and at the same time, I believe in, 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 in simplicity, right? So you need to be simple when you communicate to your employees. You cannot mix a lot of stuff. So I do believe that the only thing you need, in essence, is your purpose, which is what we said, right? Is is the North Star? Is because it ticks all the boxes. So why do you want to communicate things to your employees? First, you want to tell them where you want to go, so they can help you get there, right? And that's the most important bit, so they can say, okay, look, in my job, I will help you get there. The second thing that you want to communicate is how you achieve impact, right? I think what we we discussed in the previous webinar. People don't people don't care too much about yeah, we reached three hundred million euros or hundred million euros. But people care about the impact they want to generate, right? So the purpose is essentially this, because as the definition of it, it's exactly how are you making the world a better place? What is the impact that you're actually generating? So in essence, I do believe that the purpose is enough. Forget about the missions, forget about the missions, ask yourself, you know, why you should exist as a company and what is the value that you're driving for society? The rest to me is, is, is pointless. Fantastic. Miki, do you have actually, a view? Let me let me let yeah. me now let me switch to Miki because there's one element which I find very interesting, which is what and, and some startups use it, which is the uh, the Bahak, right? Which is the I think I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's the big hairy audacious goal. And I think Miki and, and the ALG, um, so the African leadership group, is a very good example of how to transform a purpose, so the value you add to society into something that is more measurable and, and utilizes the, the BAHAC method. Okay. Yeah. So can you explain what is the BAHAC method? <laughs> <laughs> I never heard it in, uh, in, in, in this way, but, um, but yeah, it's true. Um, in our, so our purpose at the African Leadership Group is to transform Africa by developing 3 million uh, young and entrepreneurial leaders. And, and even though, you know, the ultimate purpose is to transform Africa, and that's the purpose. The purpose is not to develop three million leaders. That's how we're going to transform Africa. And if you, even if you would run the experiment today, and and everybody tells you that our company is hyper purpose driven. Everybody who is joining, or I would say 90 percent of people who are joining, the first reason they would give you why they join 
is because of our purpose. Because it's so impactful in itself, like you're transforming a continent and, and you're caring about the important stuff in a way, that it's so powerful. But what's important, I think, about purpose, purpose sometimes is, is to make it stick in everybody's mind. It's not about one big speech or it's not a, you know, about like a super well-defined sentence that, uh, that, you, that you produce. It's about a, a consistent message that you can replicate and communicate over and over and over. So um, the way we achieve that is through the 3 million uh, leaders. And if you go around the company right now, and I could have here somebody who's worked course with me and you asked about the purpose, some of them would even um, forget about the Transform Africa. They would jump straight to, the, to develop 3 million um, leaders for Africa. So I think that what's important about the, these, these big carrier girls goals is that it's so motivating. Like they give you a, they give you a goal and, and you go out there and achieve it. And they give you a goal that it, like Alex was saying, it's, it's big, it's hairy because it's like, how am I gonna develop three million? How many do we have now? It's like, how many thousands? We get into three million, how many years? Because by the way, there's a, um, like Alex is saying, it's clear in the metric, three million, and we have a timeline, it's by 2035. And you have a clear number, you have a clear timeline, and you also have a clear reason why that number and that, type, um, and that timeline. The number, uh, it's shared with all of us how we came up with that number, and it's, um, you basically take, take how many, what we wanna do is select the most, um, the best of the best. So select the best people in the continent, develop them, and then connect them to opportunities so that they go and make an impact and create jobs for people and help us transform uh, the, com uh, the company itself. So what we try to do is like, okay, how can we define how many uh, top people can we find in Africa? And then what we did is go to America and make a little assumption on, on the people who go through business schools and assume like, what are the top people in that, um, in that particular space and country? And then can we transfer them? How what percentage of the population that is that? Then we transfer it to Africa. Okay, we calculate, we more or less assume that talent is equal, distributed equally across geographies. So, okay, now we have the three million. And, to th uh, and we have a timeline, 2035, because by then Africa is gonna have the largest workforce in the world. And if we don't create the jobs and develop the leaders by 2035, who can then create the jobs, well, it's pointless. So we have a clear goal that it's, that it's, it's, it's you know, it breeds fear because I'm like, oh my God, it's scary. Are we going to get there? And we have a timeline and we have reasons behind it. And then we put it everywhere. And people don't even remember that Transform Africa by, they have the three million in their heads. And in everything you do, then it's funny because in everything you do, it's very easy to, to remember the three million in every single little task that you do every day. You're getting demotivated. You're getting outside like three million leaders. And it's very easy to remember. I think there's, Tony, if you allow me, there's, there's a lot of beauty in, in, in this because, uh, and that, going back to the question on why this is so important is because you need to have the purpose in mind, right? And, and you need to make sure that defines why you want to achieve what you want to achieve. And, and in this case, if you can bring also a, a measurable goal, it's even better. But the beauty of it, and, and Miki, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you can change the how. So, or you can have several ways to get there, right? And I think in a world that is changing so damn fast, you should not define your company by what it is that you do, but actually by why you do what you do. So for example, 
A good example is, um, so Ford, you know, Ford, the typical American motor company. They used to define themselves as a car company. I'm a car company. The problem is that, you know, today in cities, nobody uses cars, but the need is mobility, right? So Ford now defines themselves as a mobility company and their purpose, you know, is to advance the mobility revolution. I don't know what. Okay. And now they will solve that problem through cars, but also through electrical cars. They also have these ride sharing systems and ride sharing apps, because the problem is that if you focus on what you do, which is cars, maybe in 30 years from now, they will no longer be cars. You know, technology is disrupting pretty much anything. So it's very, very important to understand what is the need that you're solving for, right? And I think yeah. that, um, that the LG is a very good example because if you can also add the metric, then it's even more powerful. Alex, what you just said, if our CEO and founder would be here, he would be so happy because um, that's what happened with us. A few years ago, if you go on, on YouTube and search some of the uh, of the videos for, from our founder that have thousands of visits, he was telling the world that the way to transform Africa and get to the 3 million leaders is by developing, constructing, building 25 university campuses in Africa and that each would develop X number of students and this is the way we would get to the 3 million. Then we started doing that. We went to Mauritius, we went to Rwanda, and we started seeing how difficult is bureaucracy in Africa, how long it takes to get all the permissions, right? How expensive and, and lengthy it is to build a university campus. And we did, we ran the numbers like, oh my God, we're never gonna get there by 2035. So we had to switch. And from there, we adopted a new model that was not dependent on the formal university approach and on a formal university campus. And it was blended, it was, uh, I, I will bore you with it another day, but, um, but we switched. And there were some people who were like a bit in discomfort. And he was telling us, look, the line of an entrepreneur to success is never a straight line. It's swivels and swivels and swivels and swivels until you get there. And that doesn't mean that you stop believing in the company because the purpose, it is a straight line. That never changed. But the how, I've been here for two years, we changed at least two <laughs> times. So. It's, it's really, really true, and it's really, really important for people to stick with it and to not get demotivated that the purpose stays pure, stays clean, and is unchanged. But at the end, it's like a, it gives you like the, the vision. Now, when you have to change your how, at least you know that you're changing strategically and you are aiming towards the same direction. Because I, I sometimes, when I try to explain in purpose, not for companies, like sometimes to, to individuals or professionals, I say like, Imagine like you are driving at night, no? you know where you want to arrive and, and you are driving with your Google Maps. You don't see all the way to the city you want to drive because it's impossible, you don't see it. And you go with the Google Maps, which is like maybe your strategy plan. And But then something happened and there's an accident and you have to reroute, but obviously you don't turn and you go to the other direction. You keep following into that direction that you reroute and you cannot plan ahead that will be an accident or anything like this. You have to adapt on the way, but you know where you go. So, uh, and, and summarizing a little bit, and that's what I try to do when I do like purpose uh, workshops or the or the workshops I've been doing about purpose, to my personal purpose, is like you sometimes ask why you do what you do, like why, like what's what make you like uh, wake up in the morning and get excited. That's, that is, I guess that's the purpose. How you do? How you gonna do it? That maybe is your core capabilities. That maybe we we're gonna talk. It was like how you gonna be doing this or achieving this, and then what you are gonna be doing? And I think the what 
that can that can change. Like first, like the example of for that I really like because that is like first I start doing cards, but now I I can do different different what's, but the but the how probably are the same still. Like uh, by doing this 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 this. So and and now like we have the purpose we define and and I think like we talk about uh, the importance of having numbers as well. And I want to go to instead of asking myself, I want to ask you through a, like one comment from Julia that he was saying like, what's the best way for companies to share their purpose con continuously with the team? So my question is like, how you implement, like the, the for me the question is the king, how you implement this and how you make people get involved in this. And more important because sometimes when I get asked about this question or Julia's question is, Tony, yeah, like you teach us about attracting people that believe in that purpose, that because that's my job. Like, okay, first we have to make sure that as well, like in, in my in my area, that we attract people that already believe in that purpose and already is excited for that purpose. But sometimes the question is like, but what happened with the employees that they're already in the company and the company didn't have that purpose beforehand and they are there? How we do this? How we communicate? How how we escalate it down? and make it uh, a reality that everybody understands and everybody lives. So Tony, I think we have a, a framework. Put uh, put yep. the slide with the, with the four buckets, if, if you can, yep. because I think that, that will, will help us shed, shed the light. Not, not our framework, we can go there later. Can you go to the to the next one? I think it, it, it will really help. This one is the next one. Uh, okay, well. It's, it's, I think we have another one with three or four buckets that I think will, will explain this better. The one with internal victory. Like the Decalogue one? No. No, no, no. Next. So the, sorry, this says internal victory or something like that. Yes, exactly. So um, I think, so we, we need to understand when we, when we speak about purpose that um, you're basically changing a people's habit and you're creating a new mindset for someone. Right. Um, and you want, as, as Julie is pointing out, no, you want to continuously make sure that people understand what the purpose is. So the question, I think, fundamentally boils down to how do I create this new habit? And you can create this new habit through two ways. Right. The way to generate habits is either through impact or through repetition. Think about someone that wants to quit smoking. Right. It's either, you know, somebody close to that person has cancer and then you get a huge impact. Or you get the message, you know, stop smoking, quit smoking, smoking kills, like every single second of your lives, and then you'll understand it, right? So I think you, you need to create that. So the first thing, we call it here thrill, but it's it's basically connecting emotionally with your employees on, on the purpose. And that's extremely important. Make sure that there is a link, right? And and there's several several ways here. Usually the first one is you need to try to um to, usually the way the way we did it also is. Once you define a new purpose, make sure that you create an event that is very, very meaningful to everybody and that speaks to everybody and that speaks to their emotions. And then you basically tell everyone how does your purpose helps, um, you know, change the world. The second thing is, and Mickey can, can talk a lot about this, is connecting the individual people to the purpose, as, as Mickey was saying with the video game, no? And that, we believe, starts with the onboarding of the people. You need to make sure that when somebody joins the organization, you don't define their role from their functional perspective, but you define their role also in terms of how they help you achieve the achieve the a certain purpose yeah. and achieve your purpose. How they contribute meaningfully to that, right? So a lot of people talk about OKRs, so objectives and key results. 
We also like to talk all about PKRs, not purpose and key results. So what is your purpose within the company? How does this purpose connect? And what key results, what specific metrics of you help, you know, for example, in the case of Mickey, achieve the 3 million um, leaders. Another way is usually a lot of companies talk about being purpose driven, but at the end they keep being financial driven. So whenever they measure their progress, they keep measuring their growth in terms of net sales, their growth in terms of profit, but they never measure their growth towards their purpose. And Mickey example was also a great one. So we have a timeline. We know that by next year, we want to achieve 1 million um, leaders. So in every single town hall on in every single communication, once you communicate the financial results, also communicate metrics related to your to your purpose. So for example, in our case that we're producing food and, and we're about local flavors. So we try to also communicate on the number of dishes that we produce every year for our consumers, right? So this is extremely important. Find out metrics that identify your purpose and explain your progress there, right? And the last one is obviously communicate, which is at the end, the summary of all of this. You need to make sure that in every um, touch point with your employees, you communicate very profoundly, right? So you uh, in every town hall, in every CEO video, even if you have uh, you know peer-to-peer platforms, make sure that you create especially stories of people that are actually living the purpose so that at the end purpose becomes a repetition. People hear it all the time and they're emotionally engaged to it. And and Alex, if I can yes. add you to the connect part that you were talking about, um, I think that the, there's, there's also an example of how can a person connect to the person to the purpose of the company you know, and how you connect is through your job. Um, and sometimes we predefine jobs in a way that makes it difficult for the person to relate to that job and then connect to the bigger purpose. And I think that a funny way that um, that a couple of companies I read are, are actually testing, and I haven't done that, but uh, it's something that I encourage my teams on a, on a micro experiment to do is to actually allowing people to defining their roles. Why do you need to define the role for them? Well, maybe, you know, internally for, you know, for structure purposes or for compensation purposes, you define the roles and the levels within the company. But externally, why don't you define, let, or even internally in the email signatures or in LinkedIn, let them define their, their jobs. Like, what are you doing? Or, or make a fun exercise and let people find superhero names to define what they do for the company. So let people define a bit more what they're doing. And then another one that I'm gonna add here on onboarding is that you make you want to make it um, a two-way street? So it's not getting onboarding on how onboarded on how the company is and what the purpose of the company is. Remember that the other component for a person to be super engaged was to have a clear goal, but then to leverage his or her superpowers or strengths to get to that goal. So an onboarding process is also very useful for companies to get onboarded, and and I'm sure that people in the interview or the manager will know already. But other people in the onboarding session and other people in the company don't know yet. They don't know the specific superpowers or skills of that person. So why don't you empower people to actually share that on onboarding more? And once everybody knows, they will be even more encouraged to leverage those skills and those superpowers that people are expecting them to, to show. And by you know being more encouraged to do so, they will even reinforce their superpower. And it's going to be a, a great um, cycle. No? So, these are only a couple of examples on how to letting people be more connected to the purpose. And the last one, super quick, a purpose doesn't have to be the, the super cool purpose of like, okay, we're transforming Africa. Um, in the Culture Code, which is another um, great book that you guys, I encourage you to read, 
there's a, at the end of the book, they talk about purpose. And they say how purpose, the important things about purpose is to connect to it. And they, they show the example of a company that was making tires for the snow. So it was tires that were special for running on the snow. And employees were a bit disengaged and didn't know why. And they ran an experiment to actually connecting the employees with the end customers that were benefiting from that. And I, uh, and I seem to recall that some of the examples were like some trucks delivering supplies to some really remote areas use those tires to actually be able to deliver those goods to those people who are living super remotely and they couldn't have the food any otherwise and that changed the whole thing so it's not about having a super cool purpose it's just about realizing that you're actually yeah. making an impact in the world it might sound more or less sexy but the impact is there there's people if your company is alive and is making money somebody's benefiting from it so make it show, make it shine, and connect it to the people. Right? So I think that there's lots of different little ways to help people actually connect. And about this, I want to share like three three examples so people can remember, and then we keep going. I want to see more examples as well. But I want to explain one that is one uh, really famous one, and two that I have personal experience with him, with the power of purpose. So the first one is, I think maybe a legend more than an experience that it says that when when Kennedy was visiting the the NASA facilities when they were preparing the first rocket to land in the moon, uh, the legend says like Kennedy asked the person uh, who cleans the, the toilets, the office, and everything, it's like, hey, uh, what are you doing here exactly? And he was like saying, I'm helping to bring the man to the moon, and and obviously by what he was doing, he was cleaning the toilets, he was cleaning the office, but sometimes we, we think that the, the people that brings the, the, the astronauts to the moon are like the engineers who build the rocket, but no, because every piece in a company helps because if you work in a company that your toilets are super nasty and everything is a mess and you won't, won't want to work there and you won't be happy working there. So everything is a mess. So that is like something we have to remember. Nobody, everybody in the company, has an impact. And sometimes when we recruit, and that's why I explain when in my trainings for recruiting, I, I'll tell recruiters, everyone in our company has an impact. You don't hire anyone just because, oh, let's have this person here to do nothing or have zero impact. So, and, and also like how this can help, uh, I want to share, like I did a, a project with a contact center who was working with booking and they have like a huge attrition. Like people was like, they had like a high rotation and people weren't staying long and they were not super motivated because their job was to answer, uh, uh, to answer like mm, pro the job, uh, telephone calls from people who had problems with their bookings or anything. So like the classic contact center example. But what we do is like when we, when I arrive there in order to hire more people and also like to have people more engaged, it's like, okay, what is these people doing exactly? These people are solving people's problems when they are on holidays. So what we say is like, you are not answering phones. What you have is the power of like bringing these people the, like to be back in their holidays and enjoying and to solve their problems and make them happy. Because that's what you do. You have different tools. You can put them in another hotel. You can like uh, book it like, or solve the problem for them. So you are the one who will bring happiness to them. So it's as important the people who design the website, the people who design like all the emails that you receive when you do a booking, than the people when you have a, pr a problem, that is when you need them, them the most, 
when you call them to have like people that really believes in what they're doing and they they know that they're gonna bring you happiness and what happened is like we reduce attrition for that and also people get more motivated and we get more applicants to the job because when you sell what you're gonna be doing it's not like yeah you're gonna be answering the phone eight hours straight like just with people with problems sounds really exciting no it's it didn't it doesn't sound really exciting but when you explain why you do it and the impact i'm having that is like hey you will be like bringing happiness to people because you will be solving their problems then is when people realize their impact and even though they're in the contact center that probably is like the the lowest uh, line of the booking business uh, but still they have like a huge impact because then you have like like the more direct experience that you have with these with these companies is there and and you see the impact in people and and sometimes is what alex was saying you have to explain a story you have to explain your purpose you have to make people see the impact they have because people 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 don't, don't remember if you don't remember them so uh to julia's question is like for me internal communication or external both like because i work with both they are super important and then what Mickey was saying like then you onboard these people but first you have to make sure that when you're hiring and also with your internal people they understand why they do what they do and and they need to understand that and you you can like translate into this in bartenders like you can go to the best restaurant with the best chef with the best decoration with the best food if you have a, a bartender that comes to you and is like what do you want yes what do you recommend whatever when you leave the restaurant Everything was perfect, but the bartender. Just like, no, I'm not gonna go back. I'm not gonna recommend it to people. Why? Because you go there for the food, but the bartender experience, the people who was attending to you, was attending you, is like what, what's one thing that's super important, but if you don't pay attention to that, like the whole experience is like going to zero. And that's, yeah. I think the, power, the purpose that has like, sometimes we still purpose, purpose. Like the purpose is this, like communicating and have people believing in this. On those lines, Tony, I think that the, the role of the leader is so damn important because, yeah, through internal communications and through, I don't know, the CEO and the top management team and the internal comms team, you can do so much. It, it's the leader, so the manager, if you want to call it in that way, the one that needs to constantly refresh how important the job is and how the job, you know, truly builds to the to the common purpose. Um, and that that's... So if you have to focus on, on, on somewhere, I would say put a lot of effort in those managers. Make sure that those managers, first of all, believe in your purpose. And then second of all, understand how to communicate it. And, and it's funny enough because I think for people like us, it's so obvious, right? That everything is about impact, that everything, it's, it, it's obvious. Like, why do you communicate euros? Communicate impact, right? But when, once you work in, in big companies, um, you understand that, this thing that is very obvious is not so obvious for other people. They're so used to communicating in another way. It seems hippie. It seems, you know, they're uncomfortable. Um, so you need to make sure you spend a lot of time with those people and, they're, you know, training them a little bit and, and making it easy for them to communicate in this new way. Don't underestimate the amount of effort that it takes to change the way leaders and managers communicate in your company. It, they struggle with it. So be next to them, you know, coach them. And, and put a lot of effort there. Otherwise, it's not going to work because, again, a few CEO messages plus a few, um, you know, town halls or whatever, it doesn't work. That's not enough. Alex, on, on that note, I have, I have a, 
number here. <laughs> Look, I was looking at, at Harvard Business Review and and they was communicating higher purpose, raises engagement and morale. And and they differentiate between employees whose managers A communicate for purpose and B do not communicate for purpose. And then it analyzes the responses on what's the percentage who agrees on the following um, prompts. So the first one, for instance, is I feel the work I do makes an impact. And those who work for managers who communicated purpose properly uh, agreed, 80% agreed with that prompt. Uh, whereas the ones who work for managers who did not communicate that uh, purpose properly, uh, below 40%, so less than half, agreed with the fact that I feel the work I do makes an impact. And this goes on with, with other things like, um, I'm proud of, of the work the company does. This company is a great place to work and so on and so forth. And the last thing I'm going to say is that it doesn't have to be, again, the example that Alex gave at the beginning from McKinsey, I think is a great one. And there's another example that we can share in the, in the newsletter from KPMG. KPMG has a great example of a company that if you take a look at it, it's like, oh my God, like, where is the purpose? It really is like, I don't know, a big accounting firm, you know, typical work that we do. People wearing suits, that's it. Well, they actually turned that around and they ran a campaign where they had big posters. And for instance, I'll read you two real quick. The first one says, we champion democracy. When South Africa voted for Nelson Mandela in its first democratic election, KPMG South Africa was there to certify the results. Another one says, I combat terrorism in the face of an employee. And it reads, KPMG helps score, helps score scores of financials in financial institutions prevent money laundering keeping financial resources out of the hands of terrorists and criminals and the list goes on so do not wait to have uh, a company that you know saves the planet through reducing the emissions of co2 everybody can have a really strong purpose and everybody can connect their employees to the purpose fantastic and and also, like, since we are having examples, we promise that we will be seeing some examples of different companies. Uh, we talk about uh, Decathlon, we talk about uh, maybe Zappos, about Microsoft. So uh, do you want to tap a little bit into these examples so people can know? And also, like, I encourage people, if you have questions about uh, what we are talking about, your company, if you don't know how to implement stuff, please do ask us in the in the chat because uh, we love we love questions and we love questions related to uh, to these to these topics and also maybe I will ask you it's like hey do you have like your purpose clear in your company can you share it as well on the chat so we can like uh, get to know the your purposes and so Alex maybe you want to share a little bit uh, some examples about how companies have defined their purpose and how they live or how they act on it or how do you use it strategically? Just one example that now comes to mind um, just to showcase the before and after. So a good example right now is Microsoft. Um, so Microsoft before, they used to have a, a, another CEO and they, were, they would define themselves as a software company, right? So we are a software company, we're a software company. That's potentially not engaging at all, right? However, when the new CEO entered, so I think uh, his name is Satya Nadella, um, mm -hmm. he redefined the vision, the mission. He killed all of these things and he said, okay, let's create a new purpose. And he defined it as, and, and, it, and it's an amazing story, he defined it as we empower every person and organization to achieve more. 
right? Compare this with actually we're a software company. And what the most beautiful part of the story, and, and now we're going to get a little into strategy, is that through that thinking, they completely redefine their business, right? Because if you say that you're a software company, that you know, those Word, PowerPoint, Outlook, this is one thing. But if you define yourself as a company that empowers people and organizations to achieve more, then they understood that to do so, they had to acquire certain companies. And that's where they acquired, you know, Skype. Because Skype mm -hmm. allowed to communicate better into people and then achieve more. Then it's when they acquired also LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn is a yeah. company that helps you achieve more because it helps you, again, connect with people, share ideas, and so on and so forth. So I think this is a great example of a company that by redefining their purpose on top of engaging their employees, it helped them steer a very clear direction, a very clear strategic mm -hmm. direction, right? No, that's that's, uh, and I think that can be in all, in all levels because now, if you allow me, I'm I'm gonna be sharing my purpose and how we align everything. So because sometimes we think, no, that's that's for big companies, no, that is like just the purpose is just for big companies, small companies don't don't need it or it's not possible to to be doing. So I will I will talk about my solo solo entrepreneur purpose. So my purpose is like to help people or to inspire people to have a job that gives them meaning and makes them happy. So that is like how you do this. So the way I choose is like, okay, to take my expertise in um, in digital marketing and also my expertise in communicating or expertise or my passion or call it whatever. And then so what do you do? Okay, in one side, strategically, like similar to Microsoft, in one side, I do trainings for companies about how to work their employer brand how to communicate internally and externally, how to implement inbound recruiting, which at the end, what I want is companies to communicate that so people can find companies they, they would like to, to work for and they can communicate their purpose so people can find a, a job that is meaningful for them. That's one. The second one is the quality initiative. So we created this in order to teach and to share knowledge in a more structured way so people can be start doing this in their own companies and we want to achieve this but also i have like professionals uh, to find uh, a job and i help them with uh, strategies to get to define okay what why is their what what is their purpose and how they can find a job aligned to this and how to analyze companies and to have like a job strategy so you can define and also now i'm, I'm helping i want to start helping entrepreneurs or freelancers in order to start with this start their own solo entrepreneurship so they can have a meaningful job and they can be happy. So you start different stuff. I'm always using the same core capabilities, which is at the end, like my marketing, digital marketing skills, and also my, my communicating or inspiring skills. And I apply it in different fields in the what's. So I think all the companies can define that. And then like when you are not motivated, you, you know your purpose and also when you People come with you with uh, proposals of doing certain stuff that monetary can make sense. You have to say, hey, is this helping me go towards my purpose or is it just like monetary? Because at the end, it's like sometimes you 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 get dragged and when it's just monetary, at the beginning it makes sense. But then and in the midterm, you see that it was like a, a mistake because your energy kind of level like kind of goes down. And, and and you are not motivated to it. And sometimes you make the uh, wrong decision. And that happens with companies as well. When you start deciding in the short term to make money instead of following your purpose or your, yeah, your purpose, then is when uh, in the midterm, nothing makes sense. 
and in the short term, like always optimizing for for money, uh, I think is a, a big mistake, and it's something that companies uh, need need to change because <laughs> see, if not, like we always optimize for money, for money, for money, but uh, now we see that purpose uh, is more important than ever, and now that people is gonna start changing their own companies and i think like that will be an interesting point uh, to know like okay what's the purpose of the companies so just to bring a little bit of teaser now that you mentioned all these core capabilities and values into the into the next webinars that, that or the next live sessions that we will do i think the purpose is is the key element to then define two very important things one is your culture, which is your values, and the other one is your, your core capabilities. Um, just very briefly. So, for example, think about a company like uh, Pixar. You know, Pixar at the end, their purpose is about creating all these inspiring movies and, and, and so on and so forth. And if you think about it, when you think about values, you need to define the values that help you achieve that. So in the words of the CEO of Pixar, um, he said, OK, to create a movie, you need a thousand ideas. So the value that they need into their people is essentially the value of creativity, right? So in essence, once you define your values, and we're going to talk more in our, in our subsequent live sessions, is the way you define your values need to be done in a way that helps you at the end achieve your purpose. So you want to create movies. To create movies, you need creativity, right? So this is extremely important, and that's part of our funnel, as, 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 as you're seeing here, right? So we're going to be discussing about, you know, how do you, your first step, is your purpose be clear on what it is it that you why you exist and second of all try to figure out what are the core capabilities that will lead you there and try to figure out what the values that will lead you there but i don't think we have time today so we're going to have to reserve this for the next for the next session no but i think it makes sense uh to to be sharing this this framework that's why i did in order to understand like how how the purpose is linked to all the parts that you say like okay now we're going to define and that's in two weeks, we will be talking about this. I will already talk about the attraction part. Is like how we communicate uh, this purpose as well in order to attract people who is engaged with this. Also, like the match part, which is like how you validate that people that apply to your job, job offers match the, that purpose and that culture and that value. So you, we make sure that people, when they're inside the company, they live it this way. And then, like the part of the owner management is like how you make, as Mickey was saying, like the leadership team uh, live this uh, this purpose, how they live it, and how they communicate it to others and inspire others to live it. And then it's like the communication, no, the impact communication that we put here. It's like how you communicate so people can can live this purpose. And before we go to questions, I would love to, if you could uh, answer a survey that we just shared with you that uh, give us a lot of insights about how to improve these sessions. So it's just like 20 seconds. Uh, I, and now I'm going to put it in, into LinkedIn as well. Uh, if you can if you can add it, if you can reply to us before we end up, like we will be like super, super, super uh, grateful for that because that like give us light about how we can improve this. Obviously, you can you can comment and, and share with us your impressions. And I want to go with uh, to Alex, to Alejandro's question that I was related maybe to what I was explaining before, like how important or like for entrepreneurs, how important is to have a purpose from the beginning of the venture, like their startup? What do you think? Um, so I, I haven't worked too much with, with entrepreneurs, but I think from the experience of, of Miki, um, and actually I, I've advised a few of them in, in their purposes, 
I think it's important to understand how you're going to add value, right? So what is the need, the unmet need that you're trying to solve? Um, it's very, very important to ask yourself that question. And because I think there's a lot of the, especially at the beginning of the journey, as we were discussing with the, with the, the case of ALG, um, you're going to iterate a lot on how you do that, right? What is the best path? What is the best way? But it's very, very important to stay clear, you know, on why it is. What is the value that is that is that is not there yet um, being being fully covered, right? Um, so I think it's it's important to ask yourself some questions there because also, for example, I remember I was discussing with with a, a colleague of mine, um, you know, uh, the, the founder of Nobicap. Once you start thinking on growth avenues, so how can you grow your your company? There's so many ways you can grow your company, right? But there's only a few of them that are, you know, really building on 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 your purpose. Just a quick example here. So you remember Nike? Nike was founded, you know, around generating footwear for uh, for runners, for athletes. But then they ventured into basketball, and they ventured into basketball also creating footwear. And the way they grew was by, you know, sponsoring big superstars. You know, the I don't know what was at the time, but Kevin Durant, you know, Steph Curry, whatever. At, the, at that time. So once they had that superstars, what they did was since that was their core capability and the superstars would help live their purpose of, you know, inspiring people, what they did was actually prepare all the gear around the superstars. So they started, you know, I'm selling, I have Stephen Curry wearing those shoes. I'm going to, you know, now make Nike t-shirts, Nike trousers, all the Nike gear, right? So by making this very logic connection from my purpose is to inspire people you know, and then I have these superstars and for these superstars, I create the shoes. So why, how, what, right? Then it's easy to understand what is the best, the best growth path for your company. For me, what to Alejandro's question, uh, for me, like it's one of the key, as you said, like at the beginning, no, like you have to think about yourself, like, okay, how I'm going to add value without taking it uh, from the society. And I think like, I don't know if it's a trend or or when I'm listening to uh, like advices for uh, in, from investors and as, and as well, they will say like, okay, you have to be passionate about what you're creating, not just because it's an, a good idea and finally financially when you analyze the numbers can make sense and you can double the valuation. But I don't think that that, that should be like the goal of like, okay, I'm creating a company just like to create growth and selling it in the in the future because i think that's a that's a consequence of like you living your your purpose and, and making it grow the company but uh, and i and i work with, with a startup that was focused just on numbers and they have no purpose at the end and they were just focusing on the numbers and growing and growing and the only on the only purpose we had it was the growth of it just in order to uh kind of like make happy the investors so they can recover their money that they invested so nobody at the end nobody was passionate about what we we're doing or we we had to find our small passions in order to be motivated but it was hard because at the end like the only kpi that you you follow and you track is like uh is money and i think a lot of investors that start just because they see the financial opportunity uh if the operation they have in mind that is selling the company really fast doesn't happen don't happen like then it's like they they, they quit because they are not passionate about what they do but the, the the startups or the or the founders that they believe in what they do at the end you don't focus so much on the growth like obviously you want to grow and you want to survive and and there are some companies that they need in, investors but you want investors that also believe in that purpose 
not that believe financially in your company, if not to have investors that believe in what you do. Because if not, again, like you, we, we are in this rat, rat race of like with investors, they want you to grow and you grow because the investor, you know, like, and, and I think it's important for entrepreneurs to understand this and, and keep and, and to change this because I think that that's the key of like having success in, in, in companies. And I want to know, I see Mickey writing down ideas. So Mickey, what, what's your take on it? I forget that I'm on camera. No, um, yeah, so I think, I think that looking back at the at the live session that we had two weeks ago, um, work or your crafts can actually, or your company that you just founded, can be is actually the fastest way to adding meaning to your life sometimes and um and people who don't have that meaning or covered through their craft i'm not saying 100 of the meaning comes from there but a big part of it coming from the craft then they find and i'm gonna say something unpopular but they find weird ways to add meaning to their life some people have children to add meaning to their life you know they, they do things that you know should not be that related to have meaning you know so I think that, that it's more important to realize when you're starting a company the, the problem that you're solving and focus on the people that you're helping through solving that problem than the money that you're making or the financial benefits that you will obtain from it. There's a really interesting, one of the best Twitter threads that were ever uh, written probably is the one from Naval. I think I start, he still has it pinned pin in his Twitter account that tells you on how to become wealthy how to unearth wealth, how to get wealth. And he walks you through an amazing journey and you're like mesmerized because the advice is great. And at the end, he tells you, and by the way, when you get to wealth, you realize that that was not what you were seeking. So I think that if you go for the wealth, first of all, you will last less because you will endure, you will be less ready or less capable or less willing to endure challenges. So you probably, you know, um, be less, um, it's going to be more difficult for you to succeed. And if you succeed, what you find in the other, on the other side of that door is not going to be fulfilling for you, even if you got the money. No? So I think that these are two great reasons why you should seek to have a purpose ever, like since the very beginning. And it's very easy. You're helping somebody through solving a problem. You've got a purpose. And, and also like related to what you said, and I'll be, uh, is, when now I interview people for projects, I interview people who is really motivated in in or, or really engaged with their company. The older they are, the the they, the more they repeat that they, they are focused on the impact and the money is not like a, a driver anymore. And maybe they say because they don't need probably the money to survive. But at the end, what I say is like when I ask them like I say, what they have to offer some company uh, in order to to make their lift the actual company, you no, know, in order to know what they what they value. And they say like uh, the the like the first answer is like money, but actually I wouldn't move just for money. It's like for me, money is not a driver anymore. For me, it's like the team I work with, the impact I'm having, knowing that I have an impact if there are leaders in my team that I inspire them to be better, to become better. So uh, and and I see this like a common answer. And uh, when I when I, I interview young people, like always they say like okay money and probably to be learning. But when you reach certain maturity, like they say, like, I want just like to enjoy working. I enjoy the people I work with and have an impact. Even if it's not in society, have an impact in my team and in my day to day and, and into my family. So, uh, and, and, and it's, it's funny because it's, it's similar to this, right? When you don't need the money, you don't, or no, you don't start working. You stop working just for the money. 
you start realizing that you enjoy your work and, and you see this with entrepreneurs. And today I was reading a post that was saying like, hey, I quit my job, I start my own thing. Now I'm making less money, but I'm happier. And, and money will come eventually if you, if you do stuff that people value, but it shouldn't be the, 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 the driver, like the, the, the main driver, no? So I, I wanted, well, we're gonna be closing. And as you know, like you can, the people who are watching us in LinkedIn, you can go to get, uh, getquaret.com and you can subscribe to our newsletter because next week we will be sending like a newsletter with all the notes, with all the recommendation, the books, and also with uh, maybe, not I will say better, I will say a different structure, more structure, all the, the why, the purpose about the how we can implement in the company and everything. So I think it's like a good complementary piece. And, and, and we just send this, we just send like one once newsletter every two weeks, with the, everything we talk about uh, in, in a text with, with different recommendations. So, and in the next week we do like the, the, the live event. So we'll be doing this kind of like one, one week, next week we'll be doing the, this newsletter and the next week we'll be doing the webinar. And for those who wants to receive, I will suggest like to subscribe in our YouTube channel, in Quaret YouTube channel. So you get notified when we, we start this, so you don't miss it. And also like if you subscribe to the newsletter, uh, you will receive the email and with with the link to to connect for the next for the next session and and yeah and, and super happy if you could feel like the form as well and any feedback anything you want to ask us please do like you can reach us on LinkedIn if you are in the newsletter you can reach us on the newsletter and obviously like we'll be reading the comments both in YouTube and on LinkedIn if you have uh, any feedback so as as always i want to i want to go to mickey and alex and ask them uh, if you if they want to share like uh, a final idea <laughs> which uh you will have to improvise about about this about how um how to make purpose a reality in the company and how to get employees live that purpose so what do you, what is your final idea maybe alex so maybe my final idea is the, the idea we which we started. Um, I think we need to start thinking of companies as communities of people that together solve a real problem without creating additional ones. I think that's what we should all aim to do. That's the way we should try to judge our companies by. These are the new standards, I feel. And, um, and yeah, that's really important. Figure out why you do what you do and try to create as less harm as possible in that journey. Fantastic. And Mickey? Yeah, for me, uh, I would just say that uh, as a founder, and going back to that question, you know, as a founder, when you create a company, it's really easy for you to understand the problem you're solving and for whom you're solving it. But as new people come into the organization, it's getting more and more difficult to get to get to that same level of connection. No? So make sure that as you grow, new people coming in are as connected to the purpose as you are, and then they will own the results of your company as much as you do. Fantastic. And to compliment you, Miki, probably will say like for me the the my final idea is to communicate, as Alex was sharing in the framework. Communicate all the time. Communicate externally and internally, share internal stories internally, externally, both. Because employer brand is about this as well. And it's like communicate, 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 and explain your why. So you will attract customers that believe in what you believe. You will attract people that believe in what you believe and your employees will stay engaged, not because you pay them, just because they believe in what you in what you believe. And that's for me the, the key question. And sometimes 
we forget to communicate the why we exist. So uh, again, thank you, thank you very much, very much to everyone. Uh, remember, you can go to our website getquaret.com to subscribe to our newsletter and also to your our YouTube channel to subscribe so you get notified when we're gonna be doing this live talk next week. It will be next Wednesday, not next Wednesday, the Wednesday in two weeks at the same time, 5.30 in Central European time in Spain. And, and yeah, and let we'll be talking about uh, values and core capabilities, the second step of the framework. So see you there and have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.